Welcome to our podcast series, Tomorrow's World, A Middle East View. In this series, we interview experts across the Middle East to gain their views and experiences on how to grow, protect and thrive in today's complex and evolving business environment. Today, I'm joined by Peter Hall, President of EMEA for Informa Markets. Welcome, Peter. Hi, Stuart. So um, just to introduce myself quickly, I am responsible for a number of markets based from Dubai. We have a large business here in Dubai, but we also have operations in Saudi, Egypt, Bahrain, Turkey, and across East and West Africa, South Africa, and also London. We've got about six offices that we operate from. Most of our people that are based here in Dubai, it's our biggest office. Thank you, Peter. So let's get started. Um, we'll come on to COVID-19 um, in a moment. We couldn't uh, have this discussion without uh, focusing on that. Um, but before we do, can you um, tell us something about the key economic drivers um, that impact your industry and also um, which um, of the regional uh, geographies are most important to you? Mm-hmm. So I'm in the exhibition industry. So we, what our business does is that we bring together markets basically buy-side and sell-side markets. We call them communities. And we tend to bring them together into what you would uh, know of as exhibitions. So our choice when we look at our business is which markets do we want to be in and which geographies do we want to be in. Um, So we have a sort of tend to be market-orientated focus for our business globally. Um, but there are also some very key geographies for us. So I'll just talk about our business focus um, here in this region. We're in uh, healthcare as a key market and uh, medical laboratory related to healthcare, but quite a specific industry. Um, real estate uh, investment and energy, more specifically electricity transmission distribution. Um, and we're in various other sort of micro niches as well. But on the geography side, we're very busy developing our business in Egypt and in Saudi um, particularly. So when you think about the drivers that impact our business, you have to look at the impact, the drivers that are impacting each of those um, industries. So, for example, our presence in the real estate investment industry with Cityscape which is a very sort of well-known brand here in the region, um, is very influenced by what's happening in the residential property market in Dubai, Um, one that obviously has cycles. And so our business has to respond to those cycles, has to respond to the needs of that market. And while in 2008, we were pretty much peaking at that time and we were massive as a a marketplace, um, we then went through the shock that the world went through in 2009. Uh, We recovered to 2015, and then we found ourselves fighting to adapt after 2015-16, while uh, the market was was struggling to adapt too. So those drivers really that are affecting the industry do have an effect on our events. However, certain markets are more resilient, which is why we tend to focus on targeting markets such as pharmaceutical, food, healthcare, and sometimes construction, which can be quite resilient in certain markets. 
But if I look at our healthcare business here in the, in the Middle East, um, with our major, major show, Arab Health, that's actually experienced pretty much uninterrupted growth from when it was launched 50 years ago on the banks of the creek in Dubai to now, where it takes over the entire trade center. Obviously, we're having troubles, as everything is during COVID, but that sector has been very strong, and therefore our business performance has been strong uh, as well. And, and what we've done with healthcare is because we have that strength here in the region, we then use that to leverage events in Saudi Arabia, in South Africa, in Kenya, in Nigeria, and in Cairo. Um, we've actually launched one recently in Thailand. And we have another strong event that we run from here in Miami. So we, we, we tend to sort of broaden out quite a lot once we have some real strength in market. Um, so, so we tend to lean into those types of sectors which, uh, which are naturally healthy. And we tend to try to think about how do we evolve the sectors which are uh, having to evolve themselves, like our energy sector, for example. Thank you. That, that's um, a really uh, helpful introduction to the um, to the business and the markets you're in. So, turning now to what's been happening this year with COVID nineteen, it's pretty hard to find a business that hasn't been affected uh, by the pandemic. Can you tell us how it's impacted on um, on your business and your sector, um, and how you're reacting to it? Yeah, I think we're one of the industries that's been affected or impacted one of the most. When you think about our businesses bringing people together physically, so obviously the, tra- the, the travel industry has been affected, but we rely heavily on travel, uh, international travel. So, well, first of all, we, we started the year January, February, March. The virus was becoming known, but our business was still trading fairly normally. We actually ran some big events here in Dubai in February and March. Uh, right at the point where lockdown came in. We were running events like the week before. Um, and then almost the whole global calendar went dark for a period of maybe four or five months where actually most countries around the world wouldn't permit events, uh, exhibitions. So so we, we had to then rapidly kind of evolve our own thinking around how we connect markets. So, so our first reaction uh, when the lockdown began, which was when we couldn't run our events, was we rescheduled our entire calendar. So we moved events which were scheduled to happen in March, April, May, and we moved them into later in the year. We were very motivated to move them into somewhere within 2020 because we run an annual P&L and we're a um, listed company and we wanted to perform this year and, um, and hit our numbers. So we were able to do that. So we could literally pick our events up and move them and move the market, move all of those contracts into a different date line. And we, we also have, have the ability to do that. Our contracts are designed so that we are, we are able to move dates and we're able to move venues. Um, unfortunately, with a lot of those moves, it still hasn't been practical for us to restart um, even in 2020. So we've then had to move again into 2021. So our business has been severely affected. Our first priority when we were in lockdown was to try to differentiate what we do as an exhibition organiser from things like festivals or pop concerts. You know, 
we're not mass gathering. So with this terminology of mass gatherings became a real problem for us. Mm. So we, we spend a lot of time lobbying with different governments around the world uh, through associations that we're members of to differentiate the exhibition industry as a business meetings industry, like very organized, very controlled. Um, we can social distance it. We can make sure it's all kind of um, properly managed and to differentiate from mass gatherings. And that, that was relatively successful in, in parts. We know that right now in the UK, it still is a challenge to run, uh, to run exhibitions, but most, mostly around the world, uh, we've been, we're now finding ourselves with permission to, to, to open our events and trade. Um, and for the last four months, we've been trading very successfully in China, which was a market that really came back very strongly. Mm-hmm. Um, in the US, we still aren't running events at indoors. We're running outdoor events. So we have um, the Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, which is the biggest boat show in the world, which is one, one of the events that we own. That will happen, I think, next week or a week after. Um, but it's an outdoor show and it's, it's okay. Um, but a lot of our indoor events have still been affected. So we would, first of all, our priority was around the permission from governments and from the countries to open our doors. The second priority was, do we have permission from our exhibitors and our participants, the people that attend our events? And is there the confidence there for them to to support our shows? So we spent a lot of time working on the health and safety aspect and the operational kind of, we call it all secure. It's like the informal all secure Kymark. So if you come to an, if you come to an informal show, it will have temperature screening, it will have contactless registration, it will have um, all of this other kind of cleaning measures. And um, we've committed to sort of these 10 commitments. We've got a whole range of things that we can do to make our events safe. So that then helps us to communicate the kind of safety of our events. And now our big thing is on building confidence in the markets to, to return. And I think partly that's been held back in 2020 by the fact that most companies are, are suffering this year. Uh, their budgets have been totally sort of almost torn up. Um, so funding has been difficult for supporting exhibitions. But we do think that next year that, that will come back and that businesses will reset. I think we spent a lot of time trying to make sure that whatever we could control, we were controlling and we were able to present a, an environment where our business could operate. And, and we're already, like, and I think in about four weeks' time, we'll run an event in, in Egypt. It'll be our first event since March in Egypt. And, uh, and I think the week after that, we'll be running an event here in Dubai. So we're just gradually starting to get back. So recognising the, the very nature of the industry is bringing people together and very much dependent, especially in this region, on people travelling to get to events. How relevant is the use of technology to maybe providing a solution while the pandemic is still in full force? Okay, so we've really gone into sort of virtual or digital matchmaking, digital content dissemination in a really heavy way since we've been unable to trade our physical events because our role really in our markets is to connect and so we're focusing on how do we connect people digitally. And we've, so we've been doing a whole load of webinars 
sort of executive roundtable sessions that we can do digitally. We've done a lot of virtual events uh, or virtual exhibitions where you have this sort of virtual exhibition floor. All of that activity has been great because it's kind of teaching us what works, what doesn't work, what do our market value and what do they find actually isn't very good. And so there's been a whole load of innovation going on using digital channels to think about how we can kind of augment our sort of historic offering into the, the digital world. What we've found is the exhibitors really, really want the traditional shows back. They really want to be able to go to an exhibition. And in one way, that's quite a relief and it's nice to, to hear that. But we believe very kind of strongly in the, the ability of our business to use digital and data. Because actually our business is actually driven by data, really. It's like attendees that come to our event and interact with a company and are interested in a product. All of that is essentially data that you, you think about the, the overall event just actually creating a massive amount of data. And so we're very excited about how that can be used valuably in our industries that we're in. So how can the fact that actually there's a lot of people interested in that particular product or that particular topic how can that be of use to the exhibitors that would normally yeah, uh, just buy a stand from us? How can we use digital to provide more targeted matches between buyers and sellers rather than people just wandering around an exhibition sort of hoping to see something or bump into somebody? How, do, how can we use it to, to create more targeted um, sort of solutions? So all of these things are starting to come into our business We've sort of embraced it wholeheartedly. We've found that it's been quite difficult to translate the value from the physical event into the digital event uh, or the digital um, product. But we, we know we can create value in the digital space and it's how we then use that to sort of stand alongside our physical events uh, in the future. I think that's what's, what's really kind of driving a lot of our thinking at the moment. So we, we do believe that the future of our industry is going to be around more of a hybrid. So you'll have the physical event taking place on these dates, but prior to that, you'll have all sorts of different targeted niche things that will happen that you can engage with online, communities you can engage with, meetings that you can attend, maybe some match-made buyer-seller um, kind of meetings that you can arrange before the show. And then you'll go to the event and have the second meetings, the follow-up meetings, and then also continuing beyond the event. So the physical event almost sits in the center of all of these other digital activities. So what we have at the moment is a, a kind of rapid innovation going on in the digital space to try to think about how we use what we do to, to create value digitally. And I think the exciting part will be how we can map the two together um, when, when our physical events are able to trade again, which we're sure will be sort of back end of this year, early next year. But, but certainly we don't believe that physical events, um, exhibitions will be replaced by a version online, but there are so many things that we can be doing online um, to help to sort of augment what we do in the, in the flesh.
Great. Thank you, Peter. Um, so coming to um, the end of this podcast, perhaps one final question. Other than um, innovations in the use of um, the technology and digital platform, how do you see the industry looking in a post-COVID world? So the exhibition industry, I do believe, will bounce back quite strongly. We are a, a kind of essential component to economic activity. It's the sort of classic small business coming in and, and meeting a, a market, a new market. And so that, that sort of role that our events play, I think, will bounce back very strongly and it will help to support the recovery in, in various markets in various countries. So I do think that will, will respond well, but I also think that it will be affected short-term and maybe medium-term by just the amount of travelling that is going on in the world. So I think the global forecast is that travel won't reach 2019 levels for some time. So if that's the case, then we would expect that to, to sort of have an impact on the number of people travelling to our events as well. So this is why we're so vested in ensuring that those people that for one reason or other can't attend our event physically are able to match up with our relevant sort of buyers and sellers via the digital channels that we'll offer. So I think, I think the events will come back strongly, but the importance of having a, a digital bookend to our events either side will help to make sure that the value um, in that market is still maintained. Peter, thank you for um, being so transparent and um, shedding light on the, um, the issues facing the industry and its future. Um, I'm sure that our listeners will find this an extremely insightful and informative episode. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me.